0: Support for this podcast comes from WeWork. Today takes new ways of working, new measures toward health and safety, flexible terms to scale up and down, convenient spaces designed for focus and collaboration. It takes WeWork to take your business where you want it to go. WeWork. That's how tomorrow works. Visit wework.com tomorrow. Often imitated, never duplicated. The one and only B Scott. You're listening to The B Scott Show. Get ready, love muffins. <laughs>
1: You about would, about me, you would have been
0: Ooh, Yeah, so just like that, we are back with another episode of the B Scott Show podcast. And um, on this episode, I'm really excited. Um, to have um, the wonderful Akemia. Um, she's an author of the best-selling and the critically acclaimed Single That, Dispelling the Top 10 Myths of the Single Woman. Um, I first um, became familiar with her through my Instagram because I'm constantly posting things that reflect how I'm feeling at that particular time in regards to various things. Including relationships, and so I would like to welcome her to the show.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: Yay! (laughs) So, (laughs) just just to give you a little background, um, I'm not sure if you listen to the podcast or not, but on the podcast, I oftentimes talk about my relationship situations, Mm -hmm. and so I had recently um, spent basically a year and a half with someone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and we spent a lot of time together, like day in and day out type of stuff. And at some point, you know, towards the end of their relationship or our interactions, you know, they basically said to me that, you know, I don't really see you that way. I'm not really into you that way. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was like, you just, it's not like that. I think their words yeah. were, um, you know, I don't feel the same way.
1: Mm-hmm. But and, how, do you, how do you stay with someone for a year and a half and you don't see them that way? That's odd to me.
0: <laughs> it was very odd to me too. All right.
1: <laughs> I mean, and I'm so, sorry you had to go through that.
0: Yeah. Cause I never, you know, the thing about it, like I've never been in that type of situation before.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's, to me, it just really reflects 2020. 2020 mm-hmm. has been all about you know, things happening that, you know, you didn't even see coming. Like I was just, and it wasn't like, Mm -hmm. I mean, there were some signs of like something wasn't quite right. Like Mm -hmm. he just couldn't, the thing that really pushed it over the edge for me was when the whole COVID situation happened and, you know, everybody was on lockdown and, you know, then the whole, like all the unrest that happened Mm -hmm. um, right after, I think, it was, I think it was right after COVID. It was a COVID. It was. And it was then a the rest had this, you know, like mm. the whole Black Lives Matter and, you know, the just the different things that were happening associated with that. And it was like, you know, I just felt like it would be good. It would have been good to have him yeah. with me, mm-hmm. but he wasn't there for me. Like he was, you know what I mean? It's like I thought, I felt like my spirit mm-hmm. felt like I had somebody, mm. but I didn't have anybody.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and that was one of those times where we all kind of felt even more alone than usual, so it would have been great to have someone there with you, especially someone that you love and cared about and believed that they felt the same way about you, even if just for, you know, the emotional support, because that was a lot going on in in that period of time, a short period of time, a lot to handle, so it is unfortunate to have someone that you think you know, is, can support is your support and someone you can lean on and then for them to drop that bomb on you. Wow. That that's crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would never forget it. I should put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> I, don't feel, I don't feel that way.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, I don't understand that. I've never been in a situation where it was as extreme as that, but, um, I've dated someone where, you know, they seemed all about me, you know, and all over me. And it was just just super thoughtful and overly, you know, caring and giving. And then to one day be like, I don't see this going anywhere. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I guess we're different because I don't behave that way with people that I don't take seriously or that I don't see it going anywhere. You know, I don't behave seriously with someone that i don't take seriously but i guess not everyone has that you know perspective or that viewpoint because to be with someone for a year and a half and then say i don't feel that way like that's that's very strange to me but it just goes to show how how far people will go to just be out here wasting time like i don't understand that i feel like if we want to just have fun then let's just call it what it is and have fun but why be so serious with someone that you don't feel that way about
0: and why do you feel that it's so difficult to find someone that you can be on the same page with or like someone that you like as much as they like
1: you Mm -hmm. that is an interesting question I think a lot of it is just people not knowing themselves and not being authentic if we were both up front and said you know what we wanted from the beginning or or what we were looking for because just because you want a relationship doesn't mean you want it with every person that you meet so i Mm. understand that but i think a lot of it is people not knowing themselves and not knowing what they want so you may come into the situation thinking like or, I really like this person. I want to get to know them. I want to get close to them. And then, once you've achieved that and the thrill of getting, or doing that or getting them to fall for you, once that dissipates, it's kind of like, okay, do I really want this or do I want to do it again with someone else? You know, it's kind of a cycle. Once that's gone, once you don't have that thrill and that honeymoon phase of getting to know someone, then you realize, okay, did I really want this or am I just kind of chasing that feeling of getting someone to? fall Mm. in love with me.
0: And that's what I kind of like, I had to, as I kind of went back through and kind of sorted out the situation and thought about it and pondered upon it. It was like, you know, am I, was a part of the problem was that I was romanticizing having someone. Mm, mm. I was romanticizing the idea of it. Mm -hmm. That I just went along with something for a year and a half because I'm longing for that. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily attached to him per se mm-hmm. it was the idea of feeling like i have somebody on this earth that is down for me in this mm-hmm. way you know yeah. like i think it was like me just kind of like lying to myself me mm-hmm. wanting wanting something so bad because that's what society and that's what you see being you know projected to you every day you know mm-hmm. you see people happy and in relationships and in the movies and tv shows mm-hmm. and you, you see, like, wow, they found the love of their mm-hmm. life and they're having this amazing <laughs> sex. And this yeah. is just oh, great. Wow, <laughs> I want that.
1: <clears> throat> and throat> it doesn't come. <laughs> right. Right. It doesn't come that easily, but you Or you're, in that way. Yeah, or in that way. But you made a great point about how we romanticize dating and relationships and having someone. And that's not to say that it can't be as good as it looks in the movies, because I believe it can. And I know people who have, you know, found their person and they have this great, healthy relationship. But I think the problem with romanticizing it is kind of what you just said. You kind of just shoehorn people into that role because you want it so bad, you Mm. know? So it's like you said, it wasn't even about him. It was about just wanting that, wanting that feeling. So it almost could have been, almost could have been anybody, you know, mm-hmm. that, w- that you were seeing and that you liked and had feelings for because you were, again, chasing that feeling and that person happened to be there and you put them into that position.
0: You don't love muffins. I have really talked about this and time and time again, and I told you how much I love BetterHelp. Better help for me came along when I needed someone to talk to desperately. And I can't tell you the relief that I feel every week when I talk to my therapist. You know, recently I've been talking to my therapist about how I have a problem or difficulty dealing with expectations of others. And she has been really trying to help me open up new pathways of thinking about expectations, and also the ability to tell people no and how important it is to set boundaries and also adhere to those boundaries. If there's something that you don't want to talk about with someone or something that you don't want to do, you can say no. And it's okay to say no, even though you may really love that person deeply. So for me, BetterHelp is just like always like the thing that I go to as a relief, as a release, as Um, a way to talk to someone that I feel like won't be judging me. And if you are dealing with anything that's interfering with your happiness, with achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a very safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. And everything that you share is confidential. That's one of the main concerns for me was like, I don't want to be telling anyone all of my business. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to be talking about all my business and then have them go and tell other people. And so everything that you say to this therapist or any therapist that you match with is completely confidential and you can start communicating with a therapist in under 24 hours. So the process is super easy. It is not self-help. It is professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor anytime and get timely and thoughtful responses that you can schedule weekly via video or phone sessions and all without leaving the comfort of your living room. You don't have to go and sit in an office. And right now that's basically, you know, something that none of us would want to do because of the current situation as to which we live. You can now do that via this app. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great matches So that way you can feel free to change your counselors. You know, I remember when I first started my BetterHelp um, matching process, they matched me with someone that I didn't quite think was a match for me. And I let them know. And they instantly, almost instantly sent me over at least 10 different therapists that I could look through and select the one that I felt fit me the best. And now I match with my therapist and the rest is history. Like she's literally my my favorite person. So, the service is available throughout the world, and you have a broad range of expertise available to you. So, these professional counselors are specialized in depression and stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self esteem. Everything and anything that you share is confidential, it's convenient, it's professional, it's affordable. You can also go to their website and look at the different testimonials that are posted daily. And, you know, BetterHelp is so much so blowing up and so many people are using it. They are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash bscott. Join over the million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bscott. Here's today's stem tip. Don't throw out that old plastic bottle. Repurpose it by turning it into an awesome terrarium. Just fill it with sand, pebbles, soil, and your favorite plant. It'll grow sealed right in its own ecosystem. Learn more at SheCanStem. A message from the Ad Council. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. And do you believe that the people that you attract in your life um, in all respects, but especially in, you know, intimate ways that they are um, a reflection of you?
1: I do. I do. I definitely think they're a reflection of you and they there's some part of you that that seeks out that person. it's I think it's the reason why we sometimes choose the same type of partners over and over Mm. again that hurt us the same way over and over you're not doing it so you're not doing it consciously you're not saying oh, I want somebody that's going to treat me like trash like nobody goes <laughs> out there <laughs> nobody goes out there and, and says that and looks for that but there is some part of you that's attracted to those people and you whether it's a reflection of you or there's some harm some <clears throat> or there's some hurt or some trauma inside of you that they speak to I definitely think it's something about that person that attracts you to them.
0: Wow. Yeah. And so one of the things that um, I found on in your Instagram page that was really, really helpful to me mm-hmm. um, was a and it stood out to me was a post that you did. And you titled the post, why love won't stop anyone from cheating on you. And we actually have the clip and we're going to play that now and then we'll talk about it.
1: Okay, awesome. Our minds have been trained to believe that fidelity and loyalty are birthed out of love when each of these states could exist on their own. We think that if a person loves us enough and we meet all of their needs that they won't seek the intimate company of another person. And that's just not true because it's not about you. It's not about love, it's about that person. The biggest mistake that you can make after experiencing a romantic betrayal is believing that it's about you. Believing that you're lacking in some area or there was something you could have done to prevent this from happening. It's never the fault of the person who's been cheated on because other options exist. You know, if someone's unhappy, even if you're a horrible partner, there are so many other options. The person could leave. They could tell you there's therapy. Cheating is a choice and you really have no control over whether or not someone chooses to do that. So what can stop a person from cheating themselves, mastery of self. We're faced with temptation every single day. What separates those who succumb to it and those who don't is often discipline, discipline, integrity, and an esteemed perception of self. People don't remain faithful and committed because of who you are, but because of who they are. Don't do yourself the disservice of believing you wield any power over what another adult chooses to do.
0: Wow. Mm. See, that, that was a word. <laughs> <laughs> Because right, I feel like in so many situations, especially situations where there is infidelity mm-hmm. um that you feel like you're the problem and that you mm-hmm. internalize it. It's mm-hmm. like it's just very hard not to internalize the action of someone else going out and being with you know like it makes you feel like, well, what am I doing mm-hmm. that's not enough? Am I not pleasing you? Are you not happy with me? you know should mm-hmm. can I be doing more? And Mm -hmm. that really is a destroyer of self-esteem and um, just how you feel about relationships in general.
1: It is. It is. If you take that on, it will absolutely destroy your self-esteem. But we make it, we do make it about us and we think that it's something that we did or something that we Mm -hmm. could have done better to prevent that person from cheating. And we know, like, you can be the best partner in the world. You can be the most attractive partner in the world, the most successful. And that's not going to stop anyone from cheating on you. I mean, Holly Berry was cheated on, you know? So. (laughs) <laughs> right right so you can't think that you know if i say I, was cheated on right yeah. see i didn't want to go there because that i they didn't confirm that yeah, she, she, <laughs> she sung about it what was that song right. she, was like,
0: she ain't even half you know she had half of me and she ain't even half of me
1: oh, was it the yeah. becky with the good hair uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah see how that's you know that's all speculation never mm. you know confirmed or denied but yeah you know that's an example too like Beyonce is one of the the baddest women, you know, on the planet, successful, beautiful, you know, uh, talented, all of those things. And that's those are her and Holly Berry. Those are prime examples of it's not about you. You can be everything, you know, and it's not going to stop someone from doing what they want to do. But like you said, internalizing that can wreck your self-esteem because you start to think that there's something wrong with you or why couldn't I keep this person From, you know, stepping out on me or why couldn't I make them be faithful when it's not about you? But think about it. The first questions we ask when a partner is unfaithful, we say things like, how could you do this to me? I Mm. thought you loved me. You know, what did I do to deserve this? We make it about us as though we had some kind of role in the situation. And if they just loved us enough and we were enough that they wouldn't have done that when it's not the case, it's all about them.
0: Very much so. And, you know, like, I sometimes feel like, do I have it wrong? Am I thinking about it wrong? Like, does, do we have to have monogamy? Do we have to have, you know, a relationship that where the person is faithful? Mm -hmm. Can we, can we, I'm asking it for myself. I know people Mm -hmm. have open relationships or, you know, poly, whatever, where they Mm -hmm. have multiple people, (laughs) whatever the case may be. And I'm just thinking, sometimes I just question, like, you know, it, it, Maybe does one person have to be everything? Mm
1: -hmm. I think, I think that's a, that's a a personal choice. Mm -hmm. I don't see anything wrong with polyamorous relationships or polygamy. Mm -hmm. Come on, words. (laughs) 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 Right. Or any other, the poly, whatever, you know, I feel like that's a personal choice to me. It's all about being upfront and honest and having no deception involved. So I've had men like stand up and tell me like I'm not interested in monogamy. You know, I'm I'm interested in polygamy and and I appreciate the honesty because then it's on me to decide if I can do that or not. Correct. And I can't. <laughs> and I just decided that I can't. But mm. but I respect if you know yourself well enough to say that this is what I want instead of Deceiving someone into believing they're in a, monoga- a monogamous relationship when you're out here sleeping with other people, right? So whether or not you know, I agree with it or I can do it, I definitely respect the honesty and the the knowledge of self and the self awareness to say like, this is what I'm in interested to. I can't do monogamy, but it's up to you. I think. You can't let, you know, heartache or infide- infidelity make you accept something that you really don't want. So it's up to you if polygamy is something that you're interested in and I don't think there's anything wrong with it as long as you're being honest with yourself, but I definitely wouldn't want anyone to just accept that because you know you're afraid that a partner won't be monogamous.
0: And I also think that <clears throat> I also think that social media has made everything <laughs> so much more difficult because of mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, you have so many options that are presented to you, which you, or your mind believes is presented to you, even though they're not really in your mm-hmm. life,
1: mm-hmm. as to,
0: it's hard to keep your focus.
1: It is. You're literally it is seeing for sure. people from
0: all over, you right. know, the world and these, you know, perfect, you know, quote unquote, perfect bodies. And, you know, they only are showing their, 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 best looking photos Mm -hmm, of themselves. mm -hmm. And you don't know that they took a hundred to get the one that they retouched (laughs) and put on Instagram.
1: Right, right. But
0: that was a part of the issue too that I was having with the guy that I was dating is kind of like, you know, it was hard for me to reconcile that you are liking all of these people that look nothing like me. Mm,
1: mm. You are
0: liking all of these attractive men that Mm -hmm. distinctly do not look like me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah.
0: How am I not to, to, you know, some people say, well, that doesn't mean anything. You know, people on Instagram like whatever they like. Well, the reason why they like things is because it's the indication of what they like.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. in I'm just somehow
0: looking at what you're liking <clears throat> and you, what you're liking doesn't remotely look like me. And mm-hmm. you're consistently liking a certain thing yeah. or a certain type of guy, you mm-hmm. know, very well built, you know, mm-hmm. darker skinned. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, I have a nice butt, but like mm-hmm. these All guys right have like, you know, these muscle butts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's a different type of butt. You know, I got, you know, like country thickness, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that
1: natural. <laughs> that natural, you
0: know, thick, thick, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, and I don't have to do no squats to get it. I was just All born right now. with Ooh. a high booty.
1: So It's a blessing. <laughs>
0: thank you. <laughs> but it, apparently it wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I just feel like now you, you know, you have so much coming at you. is It's hard to focus. Mm-hmm. I think I really do believe that made relationships more difficult.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And like you said, you're looking at that in these people that they're liking in the photos that they're liking look nothing like you. So how does that make you feel about yourself? And, you know, I think it's only natural you start looking at yourself like, OK, is if this is what they like, you know, then what about me? You know, how do they really feel about me? So that is natural. But I, I definitely think social media and also dating apps have made dating in many ways. I think it's improved things, but in a lot of ways, I think it's deteriorated. You know, the the human connection aspect of it and the accessibility, I think, is a huge part of both. You know, it's great that now you can meet someone that you may not have otherwise met. You know, you may not have otherwise bumped into this person or met them in real life. But now that person is accessible to you. But the flip side of that is that people are so accessible. I think it has created this feeling of never being satisfied and seeing Mm. what else is out there. You know, it's like, okay, yeah she's cool. You know, she's attractive. I like her. Well, let me see who else is on here. You know, you just keep, (laughs) you know, you just keep going, you just keep going. And it's just a never ending cycle. But as far as liking, you know, the Instagram photos, I just think, you know, it's kind of like, you know, Instagram models. It's, it's deceptive in a way, because like you said, it's, it's their best photos. You never know. They may have been retouched, like all kind of stuff. And you just, you can't compete with that. So you really just can't, try, but it, it makes you want to because, and that's something we have an issue with as well. And I talk about this in my book is we compare ourselves against fake standards, fake mm-hmm. standards of beauty, fake standards of success. We compare our worst against someone's best. So you look at these pictures, their they're best photo that they took, and we compare ourselves against that. And of course, you know, if we're always doing that, we're not going to feel like we measure up because we're comparing, you know, our worst characteristics or, you know, w- the areas that we feel are lacking against someone else who's presented this facade of what their life is really like. And we can never win when we're doing that.
0: I 100 percent agree with that. And, you know, mentioning the book, your book, once again, is called Single That Dispelling the Top 10 Myths of Being uh, the Single Woman. And mm-hmm. let's get into a couple of those myths. Like what would you say, you know, are some of the myths that um could be the mm-hmm. most widespread in regards to the single woman?
1: Mhm. I think one of the biggest myths and one of the ones that bother the, me the most is the assumption that um a single woman is broken somehow. You know, where especially if you've been single for a while or you're, you know, you're not in your 20s anymore, it becomes like okay, why hasn't anyone wifed you yet you know why aren't you with someone what's wrong with you what's the issue as though you can't just be single you know and mm-hmm. you can't and you can't just enjoy that time to yourself or or even be content even if you you would like to have a partner most of us would love to have someone to share our journey with so um, and there's nothing wrong with that but this assumption that simply because you're single like knowing nothing else about you or your life that assumption will be made that there must be something wrong with you because no one has, like I said, wifed you yet. That's mm. probably the one that bothers me the most. And then um, the uh, another one is just the assumption of loneliness. Mm. I think loneliness is a natural human condition. You know, you can lay next to a partner every single night and feel lonely. You know, you can be in a room full of people and feel lonely, but it's presumed to be this profound loneliness when you're single. And I think all of those things you touched on it earlier when you were talking about societal expectations and we're supposed to be with someone and you know aspire to marriage and family. all of those things coupled with these negative assumptions is what leads you to erode your own self-esteem. So then mm-hmm. so then you start to believe those things about yourself. like is something wrong with me? and this assumption of profound loneliness as though you are not enough on your own you start to kind of you start to accept that and start to wonder and not feel like enough and feel like you should have someone and you're supposed to be with someone and if you're not then you know there's it diminishes your value in some way
0: for sure and for me like i guess you know honestly how i feel right now is i've almost like given up like the search or
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm not even looking for it. And I guess a lot of people say that's when, when you it find comes. it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Cause I don't, I'm not looking for it. I mean, I, it took me a lot to open up to the last guy that I was talking to. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't see myself doing that anytime soon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, and it's harder because we are in the middle of a pandemic. So we yeah. can't even actually go on dates.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but
0: I just like, you know, investing so much time getting past the, like, The first initial like little, you know, dates or text messages or whatever, like to kind of build and getting getting to the nitty gritty of getting to know someone takes a lot of fucking time. Mm -hmm, Um, It does. And and I just like I don't know if I have that energy to Mm -hmm. put into someone else when I can take that time and put into myself.
1: Mm hmm. You will. You will. You'll get the energy again. But it, like you said, because to <laughs> me, you sound like a lover to me. <laughs> so I think I think you'll get there again. But it does take a lot of lot out of you. Like it's very draining, like developing a connection with someone and getting to know them and investing in them and then to have it fall apart. There is, you know, a time period there where you just feel extremely exhausted you know, because it's very draining and that takes a lot out of you. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think sometimes we mask, you know, our emotions and we carry all this baggage when we jump from relationship to relationship to relationship. I think it's Mm. important that you sit there, you sit with that pain and you sit with those emotions and you allow yourself to heal. I actually believe that's healthier than trying to immediately get back out there. So I say, you know, take that time for yourself. That's that's what you should do. Focus on yourself and loving yourself. And e- eventually, I believe you'll get there again. You just got to give yourself some time to, you know, replenish all that energy you expended.
0: For sure. I would like to hope to believe that as well. And, you know, I a lot of love muffins, which is what I call my fans,
1: mm-hmm. have sent
0: me emails and also um, DMs basically saying that they could relate to dating someone or being in a relationship with someone and then things go left. Mm
1: -hmm. And,
0: you know, I haven't even like, there's been no communication past the last time that we spoke. Like, so Mm -hmm. it's like, it's to think that like, you can go from talking to someone, interacting with someone, spending time with someone like every day. Mm -hmm. And then at a drop of a dime. You
1: don't care about them at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. You don't hear nothing.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like, I mean, how, how, like, I'm trying to like, for those people who are also going through this, like, how do you? How can you rationalize that? How can you like? Does it, it makes you feel like the person never cared and you never had mm-hmm. anything? If you could so easily just stop all communication, all type of every, you know, what I mean? like, that's, mm-hmm. that's like wow. Mm-hmm. And humans yeah. can do that. That's done. This is yeah. <laughs> the last situation. wasn't the, the first time that's happened. That's happened before, where it's just like you stop whatever you know. You have a discussion, and it, it, it's like, okay, this is. We're having problems. This is an issue and, or whatever. And it's like, done.
1: Mm-hmm. And like one day they love you. Next day, you never hear from them again. Right. Like it is. It's crazy. It's interesting. And we can do that. But to be honest, I think that works in your favor. Because mm. if you were still hearing from from him now and then or even every day or regularly, I would think that would make it more difficult for you to move past that relationship. So it hurts, it hurts definitely to think like, oh, this person doesn't care about me at all. You know, he never cared about me if you can just stop talking to me at the drop of a hat like that. But I think the key is to just focus on what's necessary for your healing and, Mm -hmm. you know, and what you need. And in essence, I think not hearing from them as painful as it is, I think that's probably most conducive to your healing. Because think about it if you were still talking to them sometimes or even seeing them sometimes, it would just, it would make it hard to sever that connection. You can't sever it. You're going to continue to have the feelings that you have for them. You're going to want to continue to be around them. It's going to make it more difficult to move on. So even though it might be kind of a jerk move to just all of a sudden stop talking to you in the end, that's probably best for your healing.
0: Wow. Well, you know, I want to thank you so much for stopping by because you definitely have helped me and, um, given me some insights into how I'm currently feeling. And I'm sure my love muffins at home that are listening to this will feel the same way. Um, if you can remind people of where they can find you, where they can get your books um, and anything else you want to share with our, with my audience.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for having me. This has been such a great conversation and I appreciate your transparency and your openness with talking about your own situations But um, anyone that would like to talk to me, I'm at Acamia LD. That's A-C-A-M-E-A-L-D on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can get my book, Single That, Dispelling the Top Ten Myths of the Single Woman, on Amazon, Audible, and all major online booksellers. And I look forward to hearing from anyone who wants to chat a little bit.
0: Yay. And I'm going to (laughs) continue to support you on my Instagram because I absolutely love your quotes and the words that you have and you share. And I oftentimes repost it. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we can even start doing, you can give me some exclusive, you know, things <laughs> and things so I can put on my page. Yeah,
1: for sure. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Okay.
0: And until next time, love muffins, double kisses.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to The B. Scott Show. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Love B. Scott. And make sure you review the show on iTunes. And you can always find me on lovebscott.com.